What is happening? Uh, welcome back to the What's Happening podcast. Um, for God knows what episode this is, but I've Scott back again. Um, regular, you're fucking on that often. I might as well make you co-host <laughs> now. Like, but um, so today we're talking about um bucket list stuff, and yeah, basically, mean you know, obviously you only live once. Well, mm-hmm. you assume you. God knows, could be a simulation. <laughs> exactly. That's another episode, but um. <laughs> You know, you could restart all over again, like, who knows? But um, basically, you know, if you assume you only live once, you only get one life, it's finite. Yep. And, you know, people have come up for years with this idea of what they call a bucket list, which is basically, you know, a lot of people will make it when they're, like, nearing death, you know, mm-hmm. if they're terminal cancer or terminal illness or something, or, you know, if they're just getting older and stuff. But then, you know, a lot of people will make it when they're young. And it's basically, I suppose, you, you how would you describe a bucket list, Scott? Just, like, a basically it's- a it's basically just like things like places you want to go things you want to experience things you want to see do before you die you know what i mean like like w- it, you don't necessarily put a time limit on it bar yeah. death itself yeah true you know what i mean so like you just want to it's just things you want to do before like things you really really want to see and in terms of like going places and doing things you probably prioritize those over other things yeah and usually i don't know not all of them but usually they're they're quite inaccessible, quite expensive or something like that there, yeah. but there's still things you want to do. I think you could also say with a bucket list, you know, I think people make smaller, like, bucket lists without calling them bucket lists yeah. throughout their lives. Yeah, so, no, I'll agree with that. You know, a lot of people plan on, right, I want kids, yeah. I want a nice house, I want, a, and, you know, a nice family, I want to live here when I'm older, I want this as a job. You see, like, you know, that's kind of like a bucket list. Like, like yeah. your life plan is kind of like a, a bucket a list bucket of things list. you want to do. Yeah. yeah, no, like I, I'm sure everyone has that. Like, my, I'm, I, I have that too, and that's not really what I'm here to talk about today. I was sort of thinking more. Yeah. Specific oh no, one hundred percent. Yeah, but like, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, everyone. I has suppose one you one. could class that as a mm-hmm. bucket list in and of itself. But yeah, we're talking about you know more, as you said, more specific things like, uh I want to climb Mount Everest. Yeah. I want to go to the moon. You know, I want to, <laughs> you know, run a marathon. Yeah, that sort of no, thing. Exactly. Um, exactly. So we'll start off with. Just straight away, you know, what is your main? Like, your main one thing. Like, if I was to tell you now, right, the first item on your bucket list that you would be putting on and you would de- you definitely, you know, want to do no matter what. And you can't even really imagine not doing it. Ty- like, if you ty- the type of thing, like, if you were lying in your deathbed oh, yeah, and yeah. you hadn't done it, you'd be fucking fuming. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, well, it's ridiculously specific. Um, I want to go to British Columbia in Canada. Yeah. And swim as in free dive with humpback whales because they are my favorite animal. And I think free diving with okay. them, free diving with them in terms of like, like because you're free diving. Free diving for those who don't know is diving without like scuba gear, scuba gear and stuff. It's like swimming basically. Yeah, it's just swimming, but like obviously with it being humpback whales, you're not just at the surface. You're you're diving down yeah, and yeah. you're holding your breath with them and stuff. And I think that would be like I would be absolutely ripping if i don't get to do that by the time i die and it's something i i I would love to be able to do especially like especially in my 20s anyway um maybe early 30s uh at some point obviously you need to be physically fairly yeah you're not it's not something you'd be doing when you're 70 like yeah no exactly but like unless you're arnold schwarzenegger or something (laughs) i'm not him i'm not him (laughs) though but like i think uh, that's something i would love to love to just be able to like yeah i'd love to look 
my favorite animal, which is the humpback whale, in the eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, well, probably goggles because it's salt water, but like, yeah. I would love to look a humpback in the eye and just that it be in that moment. Just you know, be in mean? there beside yeah. such a massive, massive animal. Yeah. A massive, yet, and like, it's well known that humpback whales, in terms of like baleen whales, are by far the most intelligent. Yeah. Like, you're looking at something there that's looking at you and knows that you're like intelligent yeah, as well. Yeah, has an you know awareness I mean? of what's going on. Yeah, it's not on, like yeah. looking at a fish where it's just swimming. <laughs> yeah. A humpback whale, they, they're well known to be like very interactive with humans and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, oh, really? Yeah, like they do, a blue whale. If you if you sort of swam with a blue whale, it would just sort of swim on. Yeah. Whereas humpback whales, like dolphins and stuff, would turn around to you and like be curious oh, about really? you and that's stuff. Pretty cool. Same like, as sperm whales yeah. as well. Like, like and that's they have character about yeah. them and i think that's why i want to kind of like a dog isn't it yeah like, personality. like, like dog. you know you walk past a dog every dog you ever walk past notices you yeah you know exactly. some of them like some of them do some of them will bark yeah. some of them jump up on you some of them will just look at you yeah but they all acknowledge you exist yeah, exactly whereas like you're right like a lot of animals will just you know it's like birds and stuff mm-hmm. You walk right past a bird if it doesn't fly away, and it just looks through you as if you're not even there. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and then most animals run away from you, so like that's quite, you know, that is quite cool actually mm-hmm. that they would turn around like a dog. You know, like that's the thing that amazes me with like sea creatures and stuff, like humpbacks, for example, is like we wield them almost completely, or like almost to out of existence. Yeah, and yet they still have the curiosity. Like, I was watching a YouTube video of a humpback, and someone was swimming with them, and the humpback specifically moved itself between the swimmer and a shark. Like, specifically yeah. saved... Like, the, it actually tried to put the swimmer on its back to try and, like, raise them out of the water. Aye, out so of the shark couldn't yeah, get Yeah, so, sh- like, humpbacks have that intelligence, and that oh, is why yeah. I want to, want to go and look one in the eye. Because, in a way, it understands, you know what I mean? I Do you know what? It's kind of like... Um and this, like, to be fair, I don't really like zoos mm-hmm. that much, you know, unless the animals are there, like, which is the case with most zoos, to be fair. Mm-hmm. If the animals are there for, you know, conservation reasons and stuff, yeah, where yeah. they either can't survive in the wild, they're extinct in the wild, or they're recovering from something, and yeah. then they'll be put out in the wild, mm-hmm. you know. Or if it's, you know, like, a, like as I said, a conserva- con- conservation thing in terms of, right, we need them in here to pump their numbers up type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, okay, fair enough, but you know, I'm always fascinated when I go to zoos. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. You talked about it recognizing you and stuff. I was in, in Bush Gardens in America, mm-hmm. and there was a li- or tiger enclosure, a Bengal tiger enclosure, right? Wow. And yeah. in the middle of the enclosure, there was like a so you could go underneath the enclosure, mm-hmm. and then right up in the middle of the enclosure was a like glass pod that you could oh, cool. climb up from yeah. underneath, and your yeah. head would be like floor level mm-hmm. of the enclosure. Right. Okay. And you know, I climbed up and couldn't see the tiger anywhere. Right. And then, like, I turned right behind me and it was literally fast asleep right in front of the glass. Like, oh it's, if the glass wasn't there, you'd have felt it breathing on you type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I thought it was cool and I looked at it and I was like, fuck, that thing is massive. And, you know, I was in awe of, like, its size and it's, like, you know, how dangerous it was. Like, if I was actually in that situation, <laughs> you know, without that glass protecting me, yeah. like, it would rip me to shreds. Yeah, I know, exactly. But at the same time, it didn't give me the same fascination as when I went to Belfast Zoo and sat and stared a chimpanzee in the eyes. Yeah, no, exactly. Because you feel, you know, 
the chimpanzee is like a it's like a soul it has mm. you almost feel it has like a soul or some sort of there's, like yeah you know there's someone there's in there if that thought, makes sense yeah. like to me it's the same with birds like looking at birds they're almost just like remote controlled cars or something mm-hmm. you know they don't seem to have any yeah emotion like a lot of that's to do with their face and stuff obviously but you know they just don't seem to be yeah anything like that whereas and even when you look at dogs like dogs are cute and they recognize you but you don't actually look inside of a dog's face and think wow you know you're an, a being you're more yeah. like you're just a dog you're cute and mm-hmm. you're nice and you're you care and all but you're yeah. it's not the same level but like i remember just sitting you know and i must have sat for 20 minutes and just watched this chimpanzee just playing arsing about and then it came over and looked right at me mm-hmm. and i was just literally like it was you know right at the glass so you know i was basically kissing the thing yeah and it was just stern right into me mm-hmm. and it was like looking into the eyes of a person mm-hmm. like it was fascinating, but it, it was, was also at, uncomfortable. It was, it was looking at you in the as same way as you As much as I was looking, looking at, at it, it yeah. exactly. Um, and that fascinated me. And it was the same with um, We went to Berlin Zoo. Mm-hmm. And one of my mates got down. I think it might have been Callum, I'm not sure. But someone got down to a orangutan. Right, okay. And I have a really good photo on my old phone where it's the same situation. Like, they're staring right into the glass. And this orangutan is staring right back at, at them. them. Yeah. And it almost just looks like two people, you know... In, chatting yeah yeah and you know what is that idea of like i don't know like i think humans have an awful sense of fear that we are alone mm-hmm. you know we're the only intelligent species we're the only ones that have to comprehend our own existence mm-hmm. because having to comprehend why you exist is not something you'd really wish upon anybody no you know <laughs> it's that idea ignorance is bliss and all and mm-hmm. you know Yes, we have seven billion other humans that have to comprehend their own comprehend their own existence, also. But you like to think there are other animals out there, you know, similar in intelligence that kind of have the same experience as yeah, you. Yeah, that deeper th- level yeah. of consciousness, that deeper level of thought. And I think you only really notice that with the most intelligent animals. You mm-hmm. know, with you know, I've never seen a whale obviously that close. Yeah. Or a dolphin. Well, I've seen dolphins close, but like you know, not that close. Yeah. But you know, I think that's maybe one of the reasons you're kind of you know as you said why you want to be because they are like almost intelligent it's almost like you know you look at each other in the eyes and you think yeah we're both going through this mate this is you know we'll just swim alongside each other and accept like you're both experiencing something it's not just it's not just a one-way thing like a lot of a lot of um a lot of those sort of um like sea mammals and stuff a lot of them are like have that not quite to the same level as the humpback but like orca for example an orca is if it doesn't rip you to shreds orcas don't that's the thing orcas know that we're intelligent so it's very much suggested like no one knows why we are a perfectly viable food source for an orca oh, yeah. yet it doesn't no it why yeah why does it like why like there's been absolutely no there's been repercussions? no no there's been no known uh deaths in the wild of humans by orca and there's been like one known attack and the attack was a mistake jesus like the orcas, orcas have a reputation for being killers, like of humans. They don't. Yeah, I would swim with orca happily in the wild. Yeah, no problem because maybe they don't like the look of us, but they're curious with us. They always like play with us and stuff. Yeah, but you could argue, you know, like uh, you know, we're not natural seafaring animals. Neither are moose, and orca eat moose. Oh, do they? Yeah. Mm, well, fuck, orca was my. Yeah, yeah, like that's the thing. Like orca, are... that is weird. That, but like. Did there is a polar bear. What? Is an orca ever eat a polar bear? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me though. Yeah. 
Oh like, God, be some battle up. Orca are by far the the apex predator of the sea. Yeah. Forget about sharks. Forget about sharks. No, yeah, Orca yeah. are the the top dogs of the sea. And yet, anytime humans have been with them in the sea, no harms came to them. Yeah. Sea world's different. They've killed in Sea World, but that's different. In the yeah. wild, no, nothing like human. Like there was an orca in the U.S. I think somewhere off the west coast of the U.S. and it had been rejected by its pod, and I think this was back in the nineties, early noughties sort of thing. Free was, Willy? No, it wasn't Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Free Willy. But nice like one the orca was seen that one. <laughs> no, it was called Luna. Yeah, and it actively wanted humans. It actively like seeked out boats and stuff to play and i mean play with humans like uh, there was a video on youtube and it's like people like throwing a piece of wood and it's playing fetch with the orca the that orca weird the orca has the full strength to pull them people back into the sea but no it's just playing playing a bit of tug of war with this piece of wood or rubber or whatever it is and the people are chucking it and it plays fetch with them like orcas are ridiculously intelligent yeah like arguably as intelligent as primates, yeah, and humpbacks and stuff like sea mammals, as a general, whales in general are do have that like next level of intelligence that makes me yeah. really interested in them. Fair enough, yeah. Well, that would be uh, the first thing on my bucket list, anyway. Jeez, that is mad. Um, yeah, I, I see. I would kind of you know, same sort of idea. I would love to. No, it's never going to happen. But, you know, it's more of a dream than an actual, Mm -hmm. you know, bucket list thing. But I'd love to have been, like, you know, live with and be accepted into, like, a chimpanzee tribe. You know, just to see, like, how, you know, spend, like, 10 years with them or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, see how, you know, they interact and how they interact with you. And, you know, I think that would be absolutely fascinating. But Mm -hmm. it's never going to happen. You know, they're more likely to rip me limb from limb and (laughs) eat me. Like, but... um, so what? Okay, so that's your main thing. Mm-hmm. What other things, you know, smaller things, or maybe you know, other big things yeah. that you you think would be really like cool to achieve, but you're not kind of like you know, oh, if I don't get to achieve this, I'll be raging. But you jump, you know, you like jump at the opportunity oh, yeah, to yeah. actually do it. Um, something I would love to like. This is completely different track altogether. Um, first one's about wildlife. This one is about physical exertion. Um, the thing that I would love to do, like physically, the most. And like I see, like you say, if I don't get to do it, so be it circumstance. But I would jump the chance to do it. Is climb Kilimanjaro. Yeah, I would love to climb Kilimanjaro. Um, I think that's pretty reasonable though. Like yeah. I don't think it'd be that difficult to do. Yeah, no. The only thing is, it's expensive. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. It's yeah. expensive to do, and I understand that life circumstance gets in the way and blah blah blah. But if ever the opportunity arises where I could like climb Kilimanjaro, I would I would take it. I would love to take it, like, yeah. and I just think being at the top of Africa, which is, like, one of my favorite continents, it's, like, one of my favorite, there's no point saying areas whenever it's one of the biggest yeah. places on the planet, but, like, Africa fascinates me, and to be able to, like, conquer it, like, top of the mountain, that yeah. would be amazing, and this Africa's second tallest mountain, Mount Kenya, like, Mount Kenya is tallest in Kenya, and Mount um, Kilimanjaro is the tallest in Tanzania, and they like border each other, and you can just see the peaks of each mountain oh, from yeah, the, pe- the cool. other peak. But like, yeah. you can see it over the horizon, and I think that seeing that would be incredible because it's just flat. The rest of it around you is just flat, but yeah. the peak 
that you see, see in the See, that's the thing. Um, when people, I know, talked a lot about mountaineering in this podcast, mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the few things we've never actually talked about is, you know, just how the, the height alone of a mountain does not, you know, does not necessarily mean it'll look as tall as it does. Yeah. So, for example, like, when we were, you know, up and around Mont Blanc, mm-hmm. like, Mont Blanc looked tall, don't get me yeah. wrong, but Mont Blanc's 4'8", 4,800 meters, mm-hmm. and, you know, Chamonix, where we were, is well over 1,000 meters, I think, it's like 1,100 meters, oh, maybe I thought above it was, sea I level. Thought it was about 900. Well, now, in and around, yeah. you know, like, yeah, so... Yeah, it's about 1,000. You think... Mont- third of the way up there. Yeah. So, like, that's the... Th- that's, you know, it doesn't look as tall as it is, because yeah. you're already up at yeah, that yeah, height. Yeah, no, true. And it's the same with the likes of Everest and stuff, like, you get the Everest base camp, you're already in the Himalayas. Everest Base Camp is, what, 5,000 roughly meters, something yeah. in and around What's that. Just Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're already the height of Kilimanjaro up. Mm-hmm. And then you've maybe only got, it's like 3,000 meters from there to the mm-hmm. top. So, like, being at Base Camp of Everest, the Everest maybe looks about the height of the Matterhorn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas Kilimanjaro stands yeah. on alone, like, and it's the same with, for example, like I always it's think one of the most prominent. It is. I, I think it prominent, is. Um, on the I think Denali uh-huh. is probably the most prominent. Uh-huh. Um, Everest is ranked as the most prominent based on the ranking system, but, but it's, it's not. It, yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure it's Denali in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 it's six thousand six hundred meters, and I'm Jeez. pretty sure it's. There's maybe a few smaller peaks around it, but it's not part of a real mountain range as such. Yeah. So like the peaks around it are almost just seem to be part of Denali, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get um, but like the thing is, I always say to people like, Sleeve Donard looks taller than what it is because, because it's, it's on a, straight yeah. at sea level. Like Sleeve Donard is almost a kilometer from like you see the entire thing you know mm-hmm. it's what 860 or something mm-hmm. like from but and you see all of that 860 meters which is quite rare in a mountain yeah that's so quite like, rare in a mountain like sleeve donner does look very tall mm-hmm. but you think kilimanjaro is what five nine is it something around that i think so yeah yeah, yeah. so let's you know if you take sleeve donner at that or kilimanjaro with that sleeve donner's eight six uh-huh Sleeve Donard to fit inside Kilimanjaro would be about seven times. Jesus, yeah, yeah. So you can just imagine the sheer scale. Mm. If you're standing near the base of Kilimanjaro, imagine you're standing in on Murloc Beach in Newcastle, and Sleeve Donard is standing there in front of you seven times over. Yeah. With, you know, on the top of it, like imagine it would be as wide as the whole Morn Mountain Range. So imagine yeah. the whole Mourns is just one mountain and it's 5,900 metres compared to 860 straight from sea level. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's the thing about Kilimanjaro. It's not a mountain, it's a volcano. Yeah. So it's wide. It's, it's like massive. It's just big. It's, it's not just tall. It's no, big. it's fucking huge. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Kilimanjaro massive. is like a mountain range in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing as well. One of my few bucket list things mm-hmm. would definitely be to climb a vol- like a proper volcano. Volcano, yeah. Um, and Kilimanjaro, you know, it's dormant. It's, it's, it's could be extinct. extinct yeah. yeah, you know. But like, you know, like the likes of Mount Etna in yeah. Italy. Like for anyone that doesn't know, Mount Etna is what three thousand three hundred meters, something, something like, like that. that yeah. Um, it stands on its own, mm-hmm. and it's active. Like if, at the minute, it's erupting. At the minute, mm-hmm. um, I sent that video to you yeah, the other day, no. uh, or yesterday. It's literally erupting at the minute, and I watched this guy climb it not that long ago, and like he videoed it from you know when he was there afterwards when it started erupting from mm-hmm. like the town or city at the bottom mm-hmm. 
and it's just this mad massive mountain with fucking smoke and yeah. flames coming out of it and all like the, and and I, the smoke and flames like dwarf the mountain itself yeah, which and is it's crazy mad. like i would love to climb um a proper mountain like a proper volcano yeah. i'd love to climb you know a pro like i think everest is out of the conversation in terms of like uh, like expense mm-hmm. but you know i would love to climb a big big mountain you know like um mount blanc mm-hmm. obviously but like you know it's pretty achievable it's not that expensive yeah. you just all you need is like three weeks off a summer you know away you go you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like people take three weeks for a skiing holiday you know so it's not yeah. like to me bucket list things have to be things that aren't just you know you can do them, you know, basically whenever you want. Yeah, so stuff that either requires planning yeah. or requires a lot of time. So, like, the likes of, you know, like, Denali or something. Or yeah. Acacagua in Argentina. It's the tallest no, mountain in... Tallest mountain in the Americas, so North and South America. Right, okay. Um, Part of the Andes. And it's six... Near seven, near 7,000 meters. Mm. But you can literally walk up it. You do not require any like physical. Wow. You don't. There's no like, um, know. you know, like re- like there's a, there is obviously technical routes, mm-hmm. but there is literally a route that you can just climb up. You know, like anybody. It's like a hike to the yeah. top. It's just paths. And yeah, stuff, it's literally yeah. just paths, and it's six thousand nine. It's near seven thousand meters. Wild. Isn't that wild? It's the the tallest mountain in the world that can be climbed without ropes. And something like that, you know. Yeah, I would, I would love that. to like, do. That, yeah, that do you know what I mean? Fancy. Like um, Kilimanjaro, you can do without rope. Yeah, Kilimanjaro is so not steep at all. Yeah, but the like, altitudes will get you. Yeah, but you know, so it's a cha- It is still a challenge. Mm-hmm. You need to be incredibly physically fit to climb Kilimanjaro or like any it's, mountain it's, of that height. It's physically demanding, but like technically, it's, yeah, fine. it's fine. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So you only need to really get your fitness up. Yep. Um Whereas the likes of Everest is forty grand to climb. Then you need to also go there. The amount of time it takes you to get to base camp and everything. Yeah, you're there at least need probably two months. Yeah. Um, think of the money it costs. You know, for all the food, everything. Yeah, like to get the mount, like to get to Everest, you're either absolutely minted or mountaineering's your lifestyle. Yeah, mountaineering's your yeah. job. There's no. Yeah. It's not something you just go and do on, yeah. a way, on a weekend. Um, whereas you could probably literally climb Mont Blanc if you wanted, on a weekend. I think it is. I you could. If you started climbing Mont Blanc on a Friday, you could be done by the Sunday evening. Yeah. Easy peasy. You could like. fly, you know, if you're used to the altitude and stuff, you could fly over Thursday night, mm-hmm. start your climb Friday morning, flight home on Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it would only require two or three days off work. Yeah, like, so, yeah, I mean, I'd almost love, I'd love to climb Kilimanjaro, mm-hmm. but I'd love to just see it. Like, that would be a bucket oh, yeah, list yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, same know, as me. Just like, to even see Kilimanjaro in the flesh. It's that, it's that... It's that stereotypical African scene where you've got the savanna, like you're on a hill looking down on the savanna, and then Kilimanjaro in the from, back, uh, background. You know what is it, the Lion King, when he's like, "Don't go over there." He's like, "Everything the sun touches is mine, yeah. or is ours, or whatever." And it's like the whole savanna just mm-hmm. flat as anything. Like, yeah, yeah, Kilimanjaro would be incredible. Like, um, it's also like. You know, it's the same with Denali. Like, I watched this video of these guys. They didn't climb Denali, but they went on this, like, two-day cycle ride just yeah. to get a good view of it because yeah. it's so remote. And, you know, they camped and woke up the next morning and everything around them is just flat, like, forest and all. Right, okay. And then Denali was just in the distance. F- huge, like... Yeah. And they were, like, so happy. They were like, you know, I'm glad I've came. I've cycled this Oh, yeah, yeah, no, Just to get a view. Um, Because you can't appreciate shit like that until you're actually there. No, you can't. Like, photos only do so much. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, definitely something along those lines. Definitely in the bucket list. Um, I think in terms of, you know, seeing things. Is there anything else you'd love to just see? 
not actually do, but just witness, just witness. before, um, you know, and as part of your bucket list type thing? Uh, I don't really like know. Like sporting um, events or, you know... I am I am very, very nervous. <laughs> this is going to be so... This is so nerdy, right? This is so bad. You know me. I'm into, like, yeah, really yeah, ridiculous yeah. niche things. I'm really big into, like, transportation and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So Planes in particular. Yeah, planes in particular, but this one's boats. I would love to go for, like... This is on my bucket list, right? And it's very achievable. It's not difficult. Could do it on a weekend. Well, could do it in a week because the week's a specific bit. But I would love to sit at the mouth of the River Rhine at Rotterdam and watch the ship because it is the biggest port in Europe. Yeah. And I would love... Like, that's the thing. You think biggest port in Europe, but ships are slow. But you're getting a ship every, like, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Big ships, the biggest ships in the world every 10, 15 minutes. I would just love to go and just appreciate the... Cl- and you get really close to them You'd as well. you doing well to get a hill in fucking Rotterdam. Though. But that's the thing. Just like, sit on, like... <laughs> that's the thing. You just sit on the beach. Like, yeah, well, you could, the, actually. The yeah. beach. And, like, to me, because you're at the sea level, you're looking up at them, you get to appreciate. Like, yeah, you're really close. Are, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that sounds really, like... People no, just, I agree with you. Like, yeah. People are just rolling their eyes to that. Like, but, like, that's, that's my interest and that's me and I would just love to sit there yeah. for, like, a week just with a camera and just sit there and... Like, I even do the same in Belfast. And Belfast is by no means the biggest docks in Europe. The pun- Fair enough, they punch their weight in terms of the UK docks. But, like, like even sitting down at Belfast, it's just relaxing just to watch them in and out. Even just the Stena line, like the Stena yeah. line ferries and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, know you're right. It, it, there's something relaxing about it. But I think just being there at, like, at the, at the mouth of the River Rhine. Because can't, I can't say Rotterdam docks because they're inland a bit. But the mouth of the River Rhine, which is where the boats come in and out yeah. of, I would just think I would be so relaxing just sitting there. And it's by no means difficult. I could literally go and book it tomorrow if coronavirus was lifted. It doesn't yeah. require anything, but That's cheap it's just a want. There yeah. no time, yeah. It's just a want, you know what I mean? I tell you, talking about scenes and stuff, is there anything, you know, historical that uh. you would love to have just sat and watched as an observer? So, for example, you know, Let's say the Battle of the Somme. You could have just sat on a hill and watched. watched it. You know, no danger to you at all. You know, nothing. Like, mm. you know, you just sit, you're almost like not there to the people that are there. You're just an observer. You're just an observer. Is yeah. there anything in history? Like, if I told you right now, you have one, you can go back in time and witness one event happening when it's happening, and that's it. What would you pick? Um,. Honestly, probably. Uh, there's so many to choose from. Yeah, there's so many. To choose. Like, there's there's wee niche things that like only I'm interested in, but then there's the big things that you wouldn't want to miss either. Yeah. You and it's trying to choose between them. I think it would be hard to top. I think the Battle of Trafalgar. That see came into my head as well. See if I just sat in like as an observer in a dinghy, about half a mile from the Battle of Trafalgar. Yeah. And just sat and watched with like a pair of binoculars or something, and just hearing, hearing that cannon fire yeah. and feeling it in you, like the that crackling to me. of the wood and the oh, me, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, Trafalgar 18... 1815, I want to say, was I it? I think it was 1812. 15's no. Waterloo. Oh, was what? Oh, yeah, check oh. it there. But anyway, basically, the Battle of Trafalgar was between the French Empire and the British Empire, uh, down near Gibraltar, and in 1812, I think. I'm just checking that now. Uh, Maybe 18, oh, 1805. 1805. Fuck, right. There you go, yeah. 
we're way off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, if you've ever been to London, you've been to Nelson's Column. Mm-hmm. And Nelson's Column is dedicated to Admiral Horatio Nelson, who was the basically the, the lead admiral mm-hmm. commander of the British fleet, um, which basically went and defeated the French Navy in completely outnumbered and yeah. defeated the French Navy. It was the French and the Spanish yeah, combined forces um, of like two of the biggest empires. Admiral the Villeneuve or something was the yeah, commanding officer something for like the that. French. But yeah, um, basically one of the most decisive battles, not just in British history, but in world history yeah. because it... It changed the course yeah, of history. Yeah, it did because the French Navy at the time and the British Navy were, you know, near equal powers mm-hmm. and the French and the British were almost like, you know, either one of them could have went on to dominate the world at that time. Yeah, you yeah. Know, um, and what happened was, you know, the British decisive victory sunk or captured basically the vast, vast majority of Spanish and French ships. Mm-hmm. Nelson himself died in the battle. And that's why if you ever hear the saying, oh, he just went down like Nelson, you've probably heard your dad yeah, say yeah. that. You know, it's the idea that Nelson, you know, when he got shot, like, you know, he took ages to die afterwards mm-hmm. and all. And it's like, you know, that, <laughs> that idea when someone gets tackled in football and they fall over and they roll about for like an hour. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the idea. And people also use it for like, you know, if a goalkeeper goes down really slowly, mm-hmm. you know, to get the ball, they're like, fuck, he's went down like Nelson. And that's where <laughs> that comes from. Nelson's column in London, where all the pigeons are, Trafalgar mm-hmm. Square, dedicated to the battle. But, it, you know, after that moment, the British went on because they then had naval domination yeah. to basically conquer the world it after was that. Called, it was literally called Pax Britannia. Yeah. Like and British dominance of the water. Like they just dominated the sea. Like no yeah. other fleet army. You yeah. probably combine all the, the naval force of the rest of the world combined. Yeah. And it, the British would still defeat it wasn't, them in the battle. It wasn't, it wasn't challenged until World, no. world War One. Yeah. And that led to, you know, the conquest of and the proper control of over India, yeah. you know, Indonesia, all every trade, every, every trade route ever yeah. created, um, you know, the creation and formation of the Suez Canal, all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. led to English technically becoming, you know, the lingua franca of the world. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, you know, we'd probably French would probably be the main, you yeah. know, lingua franca. Have. You know, it would yeah. have a lot more power. Yeah, it would yeah. have a lot more strength. Um, you know, the outcomes of both world wars would have been completely different. You know, yeah. World War One, at least the other things as well, like World War One. Um, you know. The British Navy, you know, they only engaged one battle at Jutland was the only battle mm-hmm. of World War One between German and British naval forces because they were both neither too of them to yeah, like, wanted to lose battleships. Yeah. But you know, if Britain didn't have that naval power, Germany could have won World War One because they would yeah. have been able to use theirs. You know, could have led, as we said in an earlier episode, you know, no World War Two, could have led to anything, you know, so it was a massive like so much of the world is influenced by British culture mm-hmm. and British traditions. Like the Royal Navy still to this day hold the Battle of Trafalgar, like, ridiculously highly. Like, the spirit of Trafalgar carries on to this day. In in, terms of our military. In terms, not even of that, but as I always say, there are events that happen in history that have such a massive impact that is not really noticed at the time. At the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that you can pinpoint where we are today, I think, on a key number of events, you Mm -hmm. know. And the Battle of Trafalgar is, like, people always say Waterloo and... But Trafalgar is definitely up there with yeah. how the world looks today has a lot to do with the outcome of that battle. Like, um, it's the same with other things, you know, like nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously World War One, World War Two, massive things. The in- invention of the internet, the first iPhone, all that sort of stuff. Creation of Facebook, you know, all those sort of things in recent history. Mm-hmm. But um, the Battle of Trafalgar, yeah, is a very good shout. If I. It's also where that quote comes from, you know, I expect that every Englishman should do his duty. Yeah. Um, which is a very famous quote. Um, if I personally was to pick 
an event that I could witness? <sighs> that is such a hard question. It is such a hard... Like I say, I have so many, like, because of so many niche interests, like, even, like, there's so many that you can pick, like, from your own niche interest, but then big world events, big, big, massive, huge event, like you say, the key events that shape the world we are today, just being there would be incredible, like. Do you know what I'd love to have witnessed? What? Pompeii. Oh, that would have been insane. Just to see the sheer, like, destruction and, you know, not yeah. even in, like, not as a sadistic way, like, oh, look at all those people dying. No, but just, just like. Curiosity. Yeah. Morbid curiosity, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you'd just be like, fuck. Like, do you know what I mean? Pompeii is still classed as an active volcano. Yeah, Vesuvius. 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 Sorry for Vesuvius. Vesuvius is yeah. one of the most active volcanoes yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, and they, they, st- st- they shit themselves because. Yeah. Vesuvius is about 20 kilometers from Naples, yeah. which is one of the largest cities in Italy. And if Vesuvius went in the same way... Oh, it's game over. Yeah, yeah, like, and it will, that's the thing. It's not a matter of no. if, No, it's classed when. as what they call a decade volcano. Yeah. Um, I think there's 16 decade volcanoes around the world, which are, you know, scientists class as, you know, volcanoes of significant mm-hmm. importance in terms of, you know... Etna's another one. Yeah, Etna, yeah, as well, both in Italy. Like, um, I think Etna... Vesuvius. There's two in Russia, like Eastern mm-hmm. Siberia. Um, they're basically all along. Most of them are along the Pacific Shelf. Mm-hmm. Mount Rainier in America. Yeah. yeah. And oh, there's loads. There's a few in Sumatra and stuff mm-hmm. in Indonesia. But um, yeah, you know, if it went off, Naples f- is gone. Yeah. Like. Um, and it's funny because it's only twelve hundred meters. Vesuvius, yeah. it's not tall, mm-hmm. like, but it's it packs a serious punch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to witness that. Uh, do you know what I'd love to have witnessed? What? The assassination of Julius Caesar. That would have been insane. Being in the room yeah. where it happened. Do you know what I mean? And they all, like, stabbed him and surrounded him and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have witnessed that. Um, is there anything else? Other key events? I would have actually, it's it's a bit more modern. It's a bit more, I would have actually, I think the curiosity around being in New York in 9-11. Mm-hmm. I know everyone would probably go with yeah. that. I think everyone would go with it's that. not a bad shout though. I think hearing and feeling that panic and just watching those buildings fall like would be, would be just such a holy shit moment. You know what I mean? Like I think witnessing that would be, insane i know it's probably like i say fairly cliche most people would agree but um i think the fact that as well a lot of things we're thinking about are ages ago but like with that you've almost even got that familiarity familiarity of quite a hard word to say yeah it's quite a hard word to say but like of like it being familiar it's it's like it's now, essentially. Like, a lot of the technology then is the same. Like, cars look similar now. The whole scene surrounding it looks very similar to what it does in the modern day. You know what I mean? And it looks very modern. I think that would be almost... Because it's such a historical event in the modern day would be weird. Like, yeah. a weird a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting? And I, I read this the other day. and well, I didn't actually read it. Sorry. I was listening to... For anyone that doesn't, please do. Like, I only discovered it over the last year and mm-hmm. a half. BBC Radio 5. Right, okay, yeah. Phenomenal. Like, it is literally just, you know, obviously you have BBC One, which is just popular stuff. Mm-hmm. BBC Two is more, like, I think, older music, you know, yeah. like classics and stuff. BBC Three is 
basically classical music. Mm-hmm. BBC Four is like short stories and all, yeah. like and dramas, like radio dramas. And BBC Five is like news, current events, debate, politics, and sport. Right. Okay. But like they just get random, like uh, like r- during the day, you know, they'll just get random people on and interview them about all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And they had Ricky Gervais on the other day talking about um you know, his new Afterlife series. Right, okay. And he was talking about, I don't know how he got onto this, but he was talking about how during World War Two, and I looked this up afterwards to make sure he wasn't just talking out his arse, <laughs> but he, and he is quite, you know, he's an intelligent guy, Ricky Gervais. He is very, like, very um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so basically, all the, f- like, filmography or, you know, videos, whatever you want to call it, taken of World War Two, mm-hmm. like, basically all of them were recorded in colour at the time. Right, but okay. In 1951 or whatever, the British government decided, and I think it was like, you know, a joint thing, decided to make them black and white. So, as it looked as if it was from like a bygone era. So, as people would like think it was ages ago and it wouldn't, you know, make them upset and stuff. Right, okay. So, like, that is the thing. When you look at photos and videos of World War II in black and white, you think you do. You think, fuck, that's ages ago. You don't associate it with the yeah. fact that. Your grandas and your grannies existed yep. at like, that time. That is not long. Yeah. Like, you think, for example, when you're seventy, right? World War Two was what seventy something, roughly seventy, eighty years ago, right? Mm. And you were like, my granda was born nineteen forty, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be the equivalent of, let's say, when I'm seventy, mm-hmm. World War Two was from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and four. Now, when yeah. you're seven, when you are seventy, you will not think that's that long ago. Yeah, but for us, born when we were born. World War Two seems as if it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Yeah, it's like my dad was born nineteen sixty seven. Twenty two years no, after just World about War One. Exa- the exact or World War Two. Sorry, I was doing going to use the exact same uh, example. My dad was born nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, same idea. Like whenever I realized this, I was like, "What the fuck?" Exactly. So like, I was like, "What?" That's my dad. Exactly. Do you know what that's the equivalent of? What? We were born nineteen ninety eight. Twenty two years before that was nineteen seventy six. The original Star Wars came out in nineteen seventy seven. Oh, what? That's the equivalent of <laughs> us being born in 19... Us being born in 1998 and World War II ending and when the original Star Wars came out. Oh, my God. But because it's black and white... Like, my dad would look at World War II and think, fuck, that was ages, ages ago. ago. Because it's black and white. And it's as, you know... And, like, it is crazy what a colour yeah, image can do. exactly. And as you were saying, um, you know... Because nine eleven was recent, mm-hmm. like all right, it was twenty two years ago. Now or twenty, Jesus twenty, no, it was twenty Christ. years ago. Two thousand one, wasn't it? It's Jesus nearly twenty Christ. years ago. It's not quite, but it's close enough. Um, so like nine eleven happened, um, and that's the equivalent of like that happening, and then like f- in like three, four years time, that's equivalent of our dads being born. You're right. That's yeah. fucking insane. Nine eleven is happening now to us is roughly the equivalent of World War Two. To when our dads were born? Mm, yeah. Just shy of it? No, no, no. Yeah, like our dads, if we'd have been born now, if yeah. our dads were born now, World War Two would have been 9-11 when it happened. Hell. Do you know what I mean? But that's the thing you said about 9-11. Like, if you go back in time to ancient Rome or yeah. the Battle of Trafalgar or, you know, stuff like that, you'll not... It'll almost still just be like a movie yeah. because, you know, everything is so different. Yeah. Whereas... You're, you're right. If you go to 9-11 or, you know, one I was thinking of was the Boxing Day tsunami, you go yeah, back to then yeah. and everything is roughly, all right, there's no, you know, smartphones, there's no, you know, flat screen TVs and all. But, you know, as a whole, everything is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. 
and that's the type of thing would make you be like fuck you know it would make you feel it would make it feel so much more real i think you know what mm. i mean um you know it'd be a good one being in that room in wall street during 1920 the 1929 crash yeah imagine like the sound the commotion imagine just being there do you know what i think would be class as well what? um vic v e day oh yeah yeah 100 percent in belfast or london or yeah anywhere really um do you know what else would be unreal? What? See it being there when the Soviets planted the flag in the Reichstag. That would be incredible. Um, what else would be really cool? Moon I, landings. I was just that was yeah. where I was going next. I think like being in your own lever, living room and like witnessing the moon, just landing. witnessing it. Like You're being no 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 watching, being in the NASA yeah. NASA's head in Houston. Oh my god, that would be phenomenal. Like yeah, that would be one um, one emotion. That's something actually on my bucket list, funny enough. And I don't know if I'll get to do it because it is, it's getting soon. But whenever humans go back to the moon, I would love to be there for the launch. Yeah. Would love to be there for the launch. I'd love to witness as well our go to, um, you know, Privyat. Yes. Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to grand. witness that. Um, During like the. Explo- well, now, just go but there. as you know, that would be a bucket list you know, place to go. Um, I now. saw. I saw. Things. Same as Pompeii. Like, I, yeah. I have a fascination with ruins. Yeah. Weirdly, I don't know why. Um, you know, I have a fascination with things that used to be that don't yeah. anymore. Like it's that, you know, poem, you know, Ozymandias, like, you know, um I'll actually for anyone that doesn't um understand this poem, I'll read it out to you. Um because it's to me, it's I'm not a massive poem fan, right? But this poem in particular, you know, I don't know, it speaks speaks to me in a way, you know what I mean? Um and basically, it's written by a guy called Thomas Shelley. And basically, the poem goes, I met a traveler from an antique land mm-hmm. who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read, which yet, which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty in despair. Nothing beside remains, round the decay of that colossal wreck. Boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. It's that last bit that gets me. Mm-hmm. The, the bit that goes, and on the pedestal these words appear. Yeah. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty in and despair. despair. Yeah. Nothing, but then it goes, nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck. Yeah, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. And what that poem is talking about is the discovery of a statue by Ramesses of of Ramesses the Third, who was mm-hmm. I think Pharaoh of Egypt when Egypt was at the height of its power. Right, and all that's left of this statue is his feet. Right. Okay. And the statue is obviously in the middle of the desert, and it's just the feet, and it's a broken statue, just the feet left with that plaque on the on the feet mm. Ozymandias is just another name for Ramesses and that says you know my am Ozymandias king of kings look upon my works ye mighty in despair it's this idea that wow right here where this statue was was basically the center of human existence at a point in time was the most advanced civilization oh in my the world God. and now it's like you know what then says you know it says look upon these works ye mighty in despair and then it goes nothing beside remains Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless right. and bare, the lone level sand stretch far away, because it doesn't exist. There's nothing yeah. there anymore. It doesn't. That's exist. quite humbling. It is, it's and humbling you know that. that's why it spoke to me. That poem, you yeah. know, it's 
it is humbling. It's like nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And I love things like that. Like yeah. I bucket list thing. Yeah. Things in my bucket list would be places that used to be incredibly important and mm-hmm. no longer are. And it's, I don't, it's, it's a humbling thing. I think is the main thing. I like being humbled. Um, and it's kind of like I, I'm drawn towards tragedy almost, mm-hmm. you know, as a, I don't know why, you know, I love reading up. If I'm reading up on a famous person, one of the main things I'll read is how did he die? Right, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. that's the the death of them fascinates me, you know. Mm. The fall. Uh, yeah, the fall, that's exactly it. The fall yeah. of different things fascinates yeah. me. And, um, you know, that's why I loved Rome. If I hadn't already been to Rome, Rome would be a bucket list of mine. Yeah. Um, it was. I what, was the, what was the Colosseum and all like? Incredible, did you go, mate, you... Unbelievable. Like, I, for anyone that hasn't been to Rome, imagine a modern city, right? Ima- well, not a modern Imagine, Imagine just a classic European, like, Mediterranean city. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the classic, like, oldish buildings from, like, the 1800s, the narrow streets and all, you know, cobbled streets mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just nice, you know, character. And then around every, every corner, there's just a random ruin of something. Are you being serious? I sort of got like literally. You would so drive. They still have the Roman ruins everywhere, just sitting? everywhere. Oh my mate. Like, god! There's I obviously knew that. there's the there's where the Colosseum is, and you know where the Colosseum is is basically where the center of ancient Rome was. Yeah, yeah. And you know the main um, buildings and stuff from then are mm-hmm. all kind of in that area. So it's maybe like you know a couple square kilometers of like area that's just ruins, and you can explore them and go around oh them and all that god. sort of stuff. But there's also other bits bits of the city that like well, I'll give you I'll give you a good example. We uh there's this roundabout mm-hmm. and you know, it had trees and all in the middle. It was a pretty big roundabout and you had to cross it and mm-hmm. we crossed and went on to the roundabout and as we were walking around the roundabout, I looked into like the bushes in the middle and there's just random like old Roman like columns just lying there. Jeez. You know, that they've built around and haven't moved. You know what I mean? Like to me, I think I, I think historic things like that were they haven't become these touristy traps. They haven't become... Yeah, it's they're just, just random, sit, They're yeah. just sitting there. Do you know they're what I mean? They're just lying there. And I, I'm like, that's wild. I think that's really, really interesting. It's crazy, mate. Yeah. But that's the thing. I was like, you know, that's probably someone's house years ago. Yeah. Now it's fuck all. No one even notices it. Like, what is... Like, I know, if they if they had eyes, what what do they see? You know what I mean? That's that's what goes through my head. What would same, go through my head. It's the same with, like, Athens as well. It was it was a bucket list mm-hmm. of being at... Went to Athens as well. And it was equally as impressive. Yeah, um, is it? Is it? Would it be a similar idea where you've like ruins? It's not quite to the same scale mm-hmm. um, as Rome because it's obviously a lot older. Right. Okay. You know, like people forget, like the 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 ruins of Athens are what you know you're looking at could be two thought. Well, it could be a thousand years before Rome. Yeah, and Rome was a thousand years ago. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, oh, just over a thousand. The part, the Pantheon, or the part, or what? The Parthenon? Acropolis, yeah, yeah, yeah the Acro- which is the Parthenon's like the main thing you see on it. Right, okay. The Acropolis is unbelievable. Like it's just this. That's in the top of the hill, and mm-hmm. it, it it was like the center of like ancient Athens, mm-hmm. and all around it are all these old buildings and ruins right, okay, and yeah, yeah. you know stuff. And there are bits where you go to where there's randomly like you know there's another random ruin somewhere, mm-hmm. and you know it's not quite the scale of Rome, but it's not far off. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's equally as fascinating mm-hmm. because, like, we came across as well. There's a cell. Um, our start, our what they say is Socrates' cell. Now it's hard to know if it is or not. It's mentioned mm-hmm. this in another episode, but like, it's fascinating because you're like, he used to be here. Now it's just you walk past it and it's nothing. Oh, and it's the crazy. same, you know, things like that. Anywhere like that that is massive ruins, like the Mayans, um, you know, the temples in like Chichen Itza, 
or Chekhany, I don't know, Chekhanitsa or whatever yeah. it's called, and, you know, the pyramids. Right, okay. Stuff yeah. along those lines would be in my bucket list mm. because I love seeing the fall of things. Yeah. I, it's weird. I don't know why, but you know what I mean? Do you want to hear a fun fact about the pyramids? Go ahead. When the pyramids were being built, there were still woolly mammoths in Europe. Wow. Isn't that insane? What? Like, yeah, like, there's another fascinating thing, fact about the pyramids, is that when Cleopatra was um, pharaoh of Egypt, mm-hmm. she lived closer to us yeah. than she did to the building of the pyramids. Like, what, they're 6,000 years old? Yeah, roughly, yeah. So, at the time of Jesus, they were already 4,000 years old. Fuck. And Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Like, the amount of That's history... one thing I'd love to witness. There you go, there's another bucket list yeah. thing, if I could. The crucifixion and the rise of Jesus. Yeah, that would be insane. You know, um, just to verify, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it happened. Um, okay, back to modern day. Anything else? Anything else? Um, I'm gonna go, I, I'll go from sort of more human things to a more natural thing again is I would love to witness. Now, there's, I'm always I'm always one of the places I want to go are like cold, usually colder climates. Um the likes of Iceland, Norway, and blah, blah, blah. And they're all on my bucket list, sure. But somewhere I would actually thoroughly, thoroughly love to go and witness and love to go and explore would be the Desert of Jordan. Yeah. Like, it's so red. And it's so... Like, I went to... That's where that thing is. Petra? Yeah. I would love I, to see it, One of the too. episodes I had before, and it was around the world in 80 days, mm-hmm. Josh Smith on, he, he'd been and he said it was fascinating. And he, he and yeah. he's been to Jordan twice. I think he said he loved to go back again. Yeah, like he loved it that much. Yeah, no, I'd I must actually listen to that. That would be quite interesting to hear. But like, I'd um, I would love to. I would love to explore not just Petra, but the desert around it because yeah. I have a real I have a real fascination of places on Earth that look quite unearthly, and they almost like an alien world or like yeah, another planet or something. like I'm not I'm not overly well traveled. Like, but the most insane weird looking place that i've been was lanzarote right and i'm not talking about the touristy parts of lanzarote if you go off to the west of the island you have this landscape the volcano and the it? volcanoes like it's uh tim and Faye national yeah. park or something like that's that. all the but can- the that's rock- all the canary islands are or yeah volcanoes because td like- i think sorry just to interrupt you yeah all right mount td in tenerife is the third tallest volcano in the world is that right yeah. i never knew that yeah that's three thousand seven hundred meters or something jeez I never knew that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, go off to the west of the could island. You, sorry, could you see Mount Titi from? No, Lanzarote? no, I was trying to, I was trying to find it. I was trying to see because I knew. Just curious, I didn't. Yeah. When you're on it, the view from the top of Mount Titi is incredible because you can mm-hmm. see all the Canary Islands. I just couldn't see it. No, I was enough, like, yeah. like any time we were, the majority of touristy parts of Lanzarote where you were staying and stuff are all on the eastern of the island. Or the all the east of the island, and the only thing you can really see out to say, well, you can't see it, but if if you could Africa. see it, it was Africa, yeah. yeah. Um, and right. Tenerife is further west, like it's west. Yeah, it is. Yeah, go ahead. So sorry, I've... you're all right. But anytime, anytime I was out west, like I did see, but or I, I could, I was looking for it. I I knew the Tenerife was tall. I didn't know it was the third tallest, but I knew it was tall. I knew Grand Canaria was tall, so I was looking for them. Couldn't see them. Might have been looking the wrong direction. Might have been conditions. Blah blah blah. But um, I just couldn't see it. But like. Going back to it, like Tim and Faye National Park, the entire blo- the the entire ground was all black and like brown, not a plant, yeah. and it was all like it's like Mars. It wasn't even like Mars. Like it wasn't even like Mars. It was just 
it was pure black and it wasn't like dusty it wasn't yeah. it was hard rock and all of it was like you know the way rock you, you, you see it's usually quite smooth yeah if you if it you so ragged. much yeah if you so much just walked on it you were cutting yourself you yeah. would have cut yourself and stuff and i think the fact that like it was so fascinating it was like the ground we normally see, the ground we normally walk on, it's all quite compressed. Yeah. Because this was fresh, it wasn't. Like, I think it erupted in 1870, like 1870 odds, which isn't anywhere near enough time for it to erode and, no. like, to, like, smooth down. And half the island's like that. That black, rugged, nothing, literally nothing yeah. grows. Nothing grows. And you took a bus well, ride. The funny thing is, like, give it a couple of thousand years and probably be, one of the most fertile areas yeah no yeah. exactly exactly but like absolutely nothing was there and just desolate pure like that's the only way to describe it and um it was kind of weird because most people go to the canaries it's the middle of summer it's hot we went in december and it was it was like 20 odd degrees you still had to wear a fleece yeah there was still that cool enough cool in the air which made it even weirder yeah because it was weird. like and I love I love places like that. I I love places like that where you go and it is completely unearthly. It's, it's kind of like a form of like escapism. Another place I would love to go, and for the same reason, is like the High Gobi Desert in Mongolia because yeah. it's like it looks like a desert. It has it's sand freezing. dunes, but it's minus thirty degrees. Yeah, Weird. I'm like that. Yeah, bizarre. Like I think places like that that like mess with your head physically. The phys- they're, because they're physical properties they mess with your head like they look like something but are something like the, it feels completely different yeah and i would love love to go to like the likes of the gobi desert or would even go back to lanzarote just to experience that again like there were parts of it that were red looked like mars but then there were parts where they were black and it was like almost like i don't know an asteroid or something yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it was insane it's like um i know what you mean about that contrast of things mm-hmm. um between you know, what you're looking at and what you're feeling are two yeah. very different things. And I think, you know, one of the things I find fascinating that I've never witnessed is, like, an oasis. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, I think they're mad. Like, the fact you can have in the middle of a desert just have an area mm-hmm. that's fucking, you know... Sprawling with yeah, life. Yeah, like, and the thing, you know, talking about contrasting things and all, one of the things we hope to do this summer, if mm-hmm. possible, maybe September time, is, you know, climb Mount Tubkull in Morocco. Yep. And... I watched a video the other day of a guy at the top of it and from the top in one direction because like the Atlas Mountains in Morocco obviously it's right on the like coast of the Mediterranean and the Atlantic and you know from the peak of like Mount Tupacal is the tallest mountain in North Africa so like I can confirm whenever whenever we were flying down to Lanzarote never thought I'd ever be climbing it but you could see it from the plane and it just dominated yeah everything around it I knew I knew that like I knew those mo- the Atlas Mountains were tall. I knew they were tall, but like even from a plane, they were like, like you know the way because everything else. Do you know why that is? Why? Because after that's just the Sahara Desert. Oh yeah, that's flat as it. It was a crazy view, and I, like this, this was only what this was only December twenty nineteen, and we've only just started sort of talking about this now, and so I'm just sitting there like, there's no way in hell that I was looking out at that mountain and thinking oh, I'll ever climb that. I was just looking at it and I'd be like. If honestly, in all honesty, Morocco's never attracted me. Yeah. And so I would be like, I was kind of like, oh, the only other time I'll see never this Never seen Casablanca then, no. No, no. <laughs> but like, I was, that's what was really weird to me because I was like, that's what's really weird to me at the minute. Like, I've seen that mountain. I flew past that mountain and 
now I'm potentially going to climb, yeah, climb it. You know weird, what I mean? Yeah, and you never thought that at the time. No, I never thought at the time. It's just weird contrast. Like that is weird. Yeah, that you get that a lot though. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the view from the top of that was in one direction. On a, like the day these boys were at the top was um the middle. I don't know what it was like. Just after sunrise, mm-hmm. and it was clear as anything. Mm-hmm. And in one direction, you could see the Atlantic Ocean. And in the other direction, you could see the Sahara. Oh, my God. And it was such a cool view. You know, and it was such a weird contrast, but it was unreal looking. And, you know, you've almost got basically all three of Earth's Earth's major... Biomes? Yeah, you've got sea, or ocean, mountain, desert. Yeah. All in one. And then you had, you know, forest at the bottom of the mountain, snow at the top. You know, it was... Oh, my God. It was mad. Like, but, um, yeah, I, like... You know, things like contrast and things like that, I think, are, you know, fascinating things to witness. Um, I'd lo- There's some things, is there anything that, you know, that a lot of people put on their bucket list that just doesn't interest you at all? Oh, uh, You know, like know. most people, just like the cliches, like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do Paris. that. Yeah, I'm not, Paris. I've never been interested in going to Paris. Like, like Paris is, I don't know, for, I don't know whether it's films or whatever. But, like, it always seems to be that certainly, certainly films, like, from America and stuff, everyone seems to want to go to either Paris or London. London does interest me, but it doesn't interest me from a tourist perspective. It interests me from a British, that's capital the capital city, city yeah. you know what I mean? You it's a different, it thing. It's different thing. It's a different thing. If I was, like, German, it wouldn't interest me, if yeah. you know what I mean. But Paris, I'm neither French so like I'm not French, so it's not my capital. I don't like. Everyone wants to say it seems to want to go to Paris. Everyone wants to see the Eiffel Tower, and I don't know it's why. Just a big I agree tongue. with it. Yeah, I don't. It's just there. There's so many other structures, and even I don't like, see the fascination here in Britain. Never mind the rest of the world. Here in Britain, there's so many structures I'd rather see than the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, Stonehenge. You know what I mean? Stonehenge, for example. Um, some of Brunel's creations in like Bristol and stuff. Like, there's so many things. There's so many things here in Britain. Like one of the most impressive things is that I actually saw was, and it's 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 not famous per se, but it's like one of a kind in the world, which is the Tees Transporter Bridge. Now, the Tees Transporter Bridge is in Middlesbrough, um, on the east coast of England, and the way it works is it's a massive bridge. It's like two girders, massive girder along the top, and then underneath it. There's like a platform, yeah, and the platform is like on rails, like to the top. It's like roped to the top girder, and it's like take like transported across the river. And this was one of a kind built, as far as I'm aware, in the world. And you you just load the cars on, and then it like takes you across, and then the cars get off the platform, and then more cars yeah. get on, and just it's like a ferry, but it's Attached not on to the, the bridge, but it's not even in the sea. It's just floats. Floating. It floats, but it's like. That rope to the top yeah and like this thing is like grade one it's it, it's really historic it is really 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 historic it's an engineering triumph and it's stuff like that i would there's like loads of stuff yeah, like that, that i would see. rather see yeah. than the eiffel tower because the eiffel tower is what a big tower what's the purpose you know what i mean do you know what i think it's a lot to do with um if you've seen it on tv so many times yeah. it takes away the awe like yeah I, I've been to New York mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, I love skyscrapers and tall yeah, buildings yeah, yeah. and stuff. And 
I thought if I went to New York, oh, New York, all the buildings are massive. It'll fascinate me. Mm. Didn't because one because they were all massive. It took away the yeah. You know, it's like <gasps> it's that classic quote yeah. by Syndrome and the Incredibles. You know, why do you want everyone to be super? Because when everyone's super, no one will I'm be super. You yeah. know, but also the fact that you were going places that like New York is so overused for everything and like yeah, you know, you go and it's like oh, well I've seen this before on tv it wasn't a surprise you know yeah. where like you knew what you, you were don't expecting. see like, yeah. the cult like there's other things that are really important and you've seen photos of them before and all but not the same like thing like, like for example the coliseum people mm-hmm. everyone knows what it looks like everyone's seen you know most people have seen maybe gladiator and stuff yeah i think but like it's not the same because yeah. it's only every now and then like basically everything you watch on tv is new york this new york that every game you play new york new york exactly you know what like, i mean like and that's the thing new york's become become like almost a drop a backdrop to everything so everyone knows what it looks like whereas the likes of the coliseum like the only reason the coliseum would be in the back like the only time coliseum's in a tv show is if the tv show is like there's a specific reason it's they travel to italy or something yeah yeah Yeah, whereas in new york it's like it's just a go-to for anything it's like the background whereas and so, it, because it's the background, it becomes so ingrained in your head as, like, what it looks like. Do you know where else I'd love to go, sorry? Where? Yosemite. Oh, mate. Forgot to mention that. Of the national parks in the US, I Yosemite think Yosemite Valley, mate. Oh either it or Monument Valley. Yeah. yeah. Grand Canyon. Take it or That's another it. one I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say Grand no, Canyon. No, Grand Canyon I was going to say, as in, like, overhyped. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't interest take me. It or, take it or oh, leave Not it. that it wouldn't interest me, but... If I was there, I'd go, yeah. but it's not something I'm like, yeah. I need to see. My, uh, my, just a wee, uh, just a wee personal, an- like, anecdote thing. Um, my granda was lucky enough that they got, like, a helicopter ride through the Grand Canyon. Doing something like that, yeah, but just standing there. Um, if someone, if someone tell me, oh, do you fancy going? Yeah, fair enough. But, like, there's, in terms of national parks in the U.S., my big three are the Grand Tetons, which are, like, they're near Yellowstone. They're just it, the whole landscape is like flat, and then you have these random. It's quite a small but like tall range of mountains. Is that like that? You know, you see in the western films. No, no, Grand Tetons are further. That's Monument Valley. That's Monument Valley. Monument Valley's um obviously Utah? in the desert. Um, no, Monument Valley Valley's Arizona. I want to say. But Monument Valley, I'm just gonna look it up here to make sure it's what I actually think it is. Monument uh, Valley's the ones. It, it Forrest Gump. You know where Forrest Gump finishes his run? Yeah, Monument Valley is yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, uh, the Grand Tetons are. That's more of a personal thing because my one of my like every western ever has been set in Monument Valley, <laughs> yeah, literally. But like the Grand Tetons, um, I'm massive into photography, and one of my like one of my like sort of photographic idols is Ansel Adams. Yeah, and he done a lot of photography around the Grand Tetons, and that's why I want to go to there. But then, and, and Yosemite's another one that he did, but, yeah. like, Yosemite, it's because it's, like, so raw. It's all granite. Because it's so, like, like you know, it's quite interesting. You see, if you type in the, like, if you type into Wikipedia granite, you know the way you have the see all section at the bottom? Yeah. You only have, like, a select number of locations on it. You have, obviously, Yosemite. Like, you see all sorts. Morns are there as well. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Ranges, I was like, what the fuck? Why are the Morns there? But yeah, like you like I say, there's not that many um, granite mountain ranges, but the Morns and Yosemite are two. Yeah. And Yosemite is one that I would love to go and see. And obviously it's Yosemite next Yosemite would scale. be unreal. I'd love to see yeah. Yosemite. Yosemite yeah, like, half done. 
El Cap Dome and El Cap. Like. El Cap, yeah, fair enough. But I think the the look of Half Dome well, that's, is insane. It's the North Face logo, like. Yeah, I know it's insane, like. Um, Banff in Canada. What's that? It's quite it, it's qu- quite cliche. Is it a mountain range? It's in a mountain range. It's a national park. It's a big lake, but like, I'm sure you've seen photos of it. Banff. Banff. How do you spell it? B A N F F. Um, but the like the waters are like really ridiculously like light blue. Mm-hmm. I know, and it just looks insane. I don't know if I ever have seen. Oh yes, yes. yeah. Like I every, have. Yeah, it just screams British Columbia. Oh yeah, yeah, no hundred percent. Literally, like yeah, hundred percent. I've seen that before. Isn't it? It's either British Columbia or Alberta, but like it screams. Is Banff? Um, do you know what that's reminded me of? What? Um, it's in Alberta. Yeah. Uh, is it? Hold on. Media. Um. Have you ever seen Dante's Peak? Oh, mate, what a film. Is that... That looks like the... Hold on. I don't know. Dante's Peak. Let's see here. It's uh, a great film. Production. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was... No, no, wait, hold on. Um, a lot of film and, like, that... A lot of no, filming it wasn't, it wasn't. set um, in the US took place in, like, British Columbia and Alberta yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't... The Cascade Mountains as well, like Dolomites. Oh mate, yeah, we love the Italy. Do- Dolomites. Yeah, that would, that's Lake Garda. One. I'd love to go to Lake Garda. Yeah, I've actually been to Lake Garda. Uh-huh. Um, Lake Como as well. Both of them. I would love to like you see those sort of like northern Italian lakes. I would love to like row in them. Yeah, I would love to like boat in them. Um, I think that not just stay, but I would love yeah, to actually go out in boats and stuff yeah. on them. Yeah, I think be class. Be they're cool. so like peaceful and yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Like I, I think Dolomites would be, would be unreal. There's like so many. There's so many locations to choose. Milford Sound. Yeah. Oh in yeah. In New so Zealand. New Zealand. Oh my. Yeah. I saw. Watched a video the other day. Of these people climbing. Can't remember the name of the mountain, but like, it was like they were just climbing it, scrambling up it. But oh it was like, God. so um, it was Mount Mitre or something. Right. Okay. Um, and oh man, it was fuck. Like the view, like, you just have this, like all these, like rivers almost at the mm-hmm. bottom like they're not rivers like but they look like massive rivers and then right, it's okay. just really vertical mountains just coming yeah, straight yeah, out of yeah. the ocean like it's like unreal. it's like Norwegian fords but like times a hundred yeah and Norway sound looks unreal yeah mate, like it's honestly. really weird because it's almost it's almost like subtropical as well yeah it's instead bored. of like instead of instead of like the, uh, the the pine trees that you see in Norway it's like ferns and stuff yeah. as well you get in New Zealand, it looks warmer and it looks a wee bit more. Again, Milford it's one of Sound, those. Milford would be incredible. It's one of those. Milford Sound's one of those places that on Earth that you like. It looks like something out of a sci-fi film. It does. It looks like something out of like uh like I seen one of the films I watched recently, Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. They go to this mad planet, and right, it literally okay. looks like it wouldn't surprise me if it was filmed in Milford Sound. Right. You okay, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's just lakes, water coming out of out of the lakes and stuff. Um, it's just tranquility, like. Yeah, like, it actually, like, it does, it just looks so, like, if you were to draw, um, you know, an alien world, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, like another planet, you would 100% just assume, fuck, like, Mil- like Milford Sound. You know what I mean? That's it's like, it's honestly, mate, it is the coolest thing. Um, yeah, there you go. Principal photography of the film took place at Milford Sound. <laughs> Literally, I, I 100%, um, where was it? 
Fjordland National Park. That's where you want to go. That's like yeah. the national park. Yeah. Um, you know of um basically where I wonder what it says about Milford Sound. Milford Sound um is a yeah. It's just it just says it's a fjord. Yeah, Meter Peak. Where do you see this or Miter Peak? Uh huh. Yeah, that's insane. You know what like, I mean? Like for anyone up. that doesn't know, literally, like Milford Sound is just these mountains coming out of the sea. Yeah. Like there's no other way to describe it. And literally. like you know. In between each mountain is just the sea. Like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Like um yeah, I would love to go to Milford Sound. Uh, it would probably be the main mountain range I'd love to see the most. Yeah, no, you know, and it's not, one of it's like the furthest you can go. Yeah, like, oh, you couldn't get any can... far far away yeah. from here. Like no way. Yeah, which is a really annoying. But um another one I'm actually looking up here because I'm not hundred percent sure of where it is. But have you seen Avatar? I'm sure you've seen yes. Avatar. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know the Hallelujah mount- mountains and it like big floating mountains. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were all filmed in a mountain. Uh, a mountain range in China. Uh-huh. And the mountain range in China was, I can't remember what they're called. I'm trying to look it up here. Um, but like the mountains themselves are all like quite, sta- they're just like big stacks, like massive. Hogshan mountains? Or yellow ring- mountains? Yellow mountains rings yeah. a bell. Let me see the photo. Yeah, hold or on. if you have a photo of it. Yeah, I got a photo of it. Um, it just but, reminds me, you see those documentaries, you know them fishing in China with the herons and all? Yeah. Um, like, and it's all the mountains coming out of the sea, kind of? Yeah. That's kind of what I think, you know, you're talking about. Um, hold up, let me get images up. I'm going to see here if it's in the, the Wikipedia page of Avatar. Yeah, it's, like like, uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like, And the clouds and stuff as well. Yeah, like because the clouds, like just below just the peaks. It, yeah, that um, was one of the coolest things. To be fair, when I climbed Mount TD, was we went on a cloudy day. Right. But obviously, at the height of it, you're above the clouds. So like, wait, oh, you climbed TD? Yeah, not like you can get a cable car to the top. Oh um, right, right, right. I didn't right. climb's the wrong word. Um, but you were up there. Like? I was at the top of Mount TD, but I didn't climb. What it. was the altitude like? I actually didn't notice it. Did to be honest, no. Like, what was it three thousand seven hundred meters? I really. You know, if I was doing anything physical, right. you'd have probably noticed yeah. it more. But, like, honestly, I never even thought about it at the time. And I didn't recall feeling anything. Because Any, um, I remember whenever... whenever yeah, we, Mont Blanc, we like, we TMB. felt it about, what, 2,600 or something? Yeah, it was whatever, um, the, whatever t- like, I think... But then that was because you were physically yeah. exerting yeah. yourself, whereas you were just walking about mm-hmm. and you had nothing on your back and you hadn't been walking all day. So, no, I never noticed anything. But, like, the coolest thing was you could, like... um, So, basically, the way Mount TD is, the main peak is, like, in the middle like this, right? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of go- goes down. And it's almost like you imagine, like, a crater, right? A mm-hmm. massive... Like, imagine Kilimanjaro, right? The yeah. crater's massive. And then imagine in the middle, there's a thousand meter smaller peak in the middle oh, of the yeah, crater. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've seen so it that's Google what Mount yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, when you're on the top of Mount TD, you see down this a thousand meters to the level bit, mm-hmm. like, where the crater levels out, and you see all that, and then beyond that is just clouds. Mm-hmm. And, like, the cool thing was, you could see all, because all the Canary Islands are quite tall, because they're all volcanoes, yeah. you could see all the Canary Islands oh, peeking through cool. the clouds. So it was just a sea of white and random like mountains peeking oh through the clouds. Oh my god, that'd be amazing! It was class, like, um, but yeah, that was you know that was like the type of thing you'd want to see in Milford Sound or you know that yeah. place, the Yellow Mountains in China, yeah. where they're just poking through the clouds. Yeah, um, that'd be insane. Like, do you have anywhere else before we wrap this up that? 
comes into your head that you would like to see like to do or somewhere that you really wouldn't want to go or um, somewhere that you've been that you know oh actually yeah there's um, that you would like put it this way somewhere that you've been that if you hadn't been knowing what it was like you would put on your bucket list if you get me no there's been nowhere really like no. that there's been nowhere to, like, go ahead what were you gonna say i know Just... we did the tmb but i was never really on my bucket list yeah. until like we actually planned for it because i never really heard of it um tierra del fuego what's that it's the southern, like you know, South or like South America. Yeah. You know the most. Southern oh, the point? southern, yes. Yeah, yeah. where like, um, Cape Cod, Cape Hope, is it? Yeah. Cape of Good Hope. Cape of Good Hope. Um, but like the mountains there, um, which are all like the bottom the, of the Andes. Yeah, bottom of the Andes, Chilean, um, and like, Chile's such a weird country because the top of it is like desert, bacon and desert, fifty odd degrees, whereas the bottom of it's not far off Antarctica. It's the only country really in the world, maybe Argentina, which is next door neighbor, um, that does that like has such yeah. a such a wide range of um like climate. Yeah, exactly. But like the southern part of Chile, because it is so isolated. Chile. Chile is like because it's so isolated, there's no one lives there really. Yeah. And anyone that does, it's very basic, simple life. And I think it's one of the last sort of untouched places. In terms of like certain mountain, like even mountaineers, you don't really hear mountaineers going to like Chile. No, mountaineers are like the there are. There's almost a weird like sense of development among mountaineering. Like the Himalayas, I would count almost as quite developed because everyone goes there. Yeah, there there's always people on Everest. Like yeah, the people go there. They whereas in the south of Chile. I think it's there's literally the, nobody there. Yeah. It's one of the few places on the planet where you can actually feel like at the edge of the earth. Yeah, at yeah. the edge of the earth. Antarctica's on my bucket list, but I'll never go. Do you know how yeah, much? There's no way. Do you know how much the visa is to get like step foot in Antarctica? And this fifty grand. Yeah, it's forty five it? grand. Jesus. Plus tra- transport to get there, which is ridiculous. how do you even get there? Get a boat probably from the, South Africa. The easiest way would probably be. But you need you need a reason to be there. Yeah, you can't just go. Or there are tourist visas, but again, like the price is ridiculous. Um, you have to fly from here to London, London to Santiago in Chile, hmm. or you could go the RAF to the Falklands. Yeah. So you either go Santiago to the Falklands, or else go straight from Bryce Norton to the Falklands. But again, flight prices are insane, and then you have to wait on the British Antarctic Survey getting down into South. Uh, antarctica and like those planes only go once every yeah three four months you know what i mean tourist visas are ridiculous it's if i had the money yeah but and like, the time yeah and the time but like once you get there there's nothing to do no if you're not a scientist there's nothing to do there's nothing there to yeah cure literally for you. you'd there's be nothing. bored out of your tree and yeah. you couldn't even go for a walk yeah. or like oh that is actually something that is actually something that i would love to go see though in antarctica and i think it's on i think it's on the american controlled bit of antarctica it's called, I think it's called the the McMurdo Dry Valleys or something. Uh-huh. They're the driest place on earth. They do not have a single bit of snow cover on them. They have not no life in them whatsoever. It is the closest place on earth to the surface of Mars. It is insane. It's like constantly minus like 50. Jesus. And the wind is, con- like it's, it's not gusty. It's a constant wind. It's so, the wind is constant, but it's calm. Yeah, it never changes speed. Yeah, it's like constantly like 50 mile an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Jesus. think it's the McMurdo. I'll, I'll show you a photo That's of it. That's so here. weird. How, why is there no snow? It's whatever way the weather, weather patterns yeah. go. Um, I think it's the McMurdo Dry Valleys. 
but there's absolutely no life there whatsoever. Like, not even Funny bacteria. Enough, like, yeah. Um, here, here's a photo of them. That's so weird, mate. Like, that's in that Antarctica. That is so weird. Seeing Antarctica with no snow. Yeah. That that's is so strange. Antarctica, like, no ice, no snow. There's just nothing. Fuck. There's just nothing. Um, occasionally... It if, doesn't even look that cold because there's no snow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look at that. Look at that. That's so weird. That is mad. So, like, on That's one, probably the most remote place on Earth. Like, yeah, it's one of, like... But, like, on one side of the mountains, you have the, the ice shelf, which is, like, three kilometers thick. Yeah. And then the other side of the like the other side of the mountains, the mountains almost act like a dam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the ice, like a barrier. Like yeah, a barrier between the ice and then the dry valleys. Now there's not many places on on Antarctica where you get to see the actual continent. It's all covered in ice, but that's one of them. And I think stepping foot there, it just looks dusty, deserty, void. Th- I think Antarctica would be mad, not covered in ice. Like that's a th- yeah. Like I like. Do you think? On a last note before we finish, if Antarctica wasn't covered in ice, mm-hmm. right, and it was the same temperatures as it is, but let's just say there was no ice, mm-hmm. like obviously it would never happen, but theoretically there was no ice, there was no snow. Mm-hmm. Do you think anything would actually grow there? Mm, you know what I mean? Know, I don't think so. I think it's just that bit too cold, like probably like maybe it, around the northern edges. Yeah, it's really weird to describe. No, but I know what you mean. You might get a few like, like you know that bit that like sticks up towards yeah. that. Maybe there, um, but like there's a bit that actually dips way, way down towards the South Pole in Antarctica. Antar- yeah, in Antarctica, and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Because what's the average temperature? Must be about minus fifty. Like, yeah, that's average. And I think the the lowest recorded temperature in Antarctica is like minus eighty nine or something. Jesus. Considering the lowest you can go was minus 216 oh. or something. I was going to say, do you know the lowest temperature that we are aware of ever recorded in the universe was here on Earth? Really? Yeah, because there's nowhere in the universe that's actually absolute zero, but we can do that in a lab. <laughs> isn't that cool. weird, isn't it? That is that's pretty w- cool. The coldest yeah, place yeah, in the yeah, universe yeah. is here on Earth. Now that you've actually said that. Yeah, that's mad, actually. Yeah. yeah. Absolute zero is a mad thing. Yeah, like, like there's a couple of places in the universe that like get a few degrees above above it. Yeah, but we've done it here in a lot in labs on Earth. That is crazy. So what does that mean? That's the coldest place we've known in the universe. We find nowhere colder. Jesus. <laughs> That's insane. Like that is a mad stat. Like you never <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Um. Wow. That is mental. Actually, Isn't yeah. it? like that's insane. Um, yeah, absolute zero is mad. Um. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know. You can go as warm, basically, as you like, mm-hmm. but you can literally only go to, I think, I think it's 200, minus yeah. 216 you can degrees, keep pumping, roughly. You can keep pumping energy into atoms, but there's only so, know, much so much you can, can take, take out. out. Yeah. Um, and the Kelvin scale, interestingly enough, was designed to match absolute zero, so right. zero Kelvin is absolute zero, zero right. um, is minus, what, I think 216 degrees Celsius, and was designed by Lord Kelvin, who is from Belfast. Um, I never knew that. Yep. Uh, I'm shocked. Do you know um, when you walk into Botanic Gardens, uh-huh. you know where the Ulster Museum is? Yes. You know when you walk in those gates uh-huh. and there's a statue of the guy right in front of you? Right, yeah. That's Lord Kelvin. I've never looked at it. I never, yeah. I never knew that. Sure, Kelvin House in Inst is named after, I'm pretty sure. Was he an Instonian, was I'm he? pretty sure Lord Kelvin. Well, I don't know if he, do you know what, actually? I'm just going to check that. Um, do you know what I mean? Um, I never knew. That's just blown my mind like. yeah William Thompson first Baron Kelvin um, did he 
go. Yeah, he went the inst. <laughs> there you go. Um, and on that bombshell, as Jeremy Clarkson would say, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for coming on, Scott. Yep, you're very uh, welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Um, and hope you enjoy the episode, boys and girls, obviously as well. <laughs> uh, take it easy. Thank you very much. <laughs>